Welcome to Blind Love Radio. I'm your host, Anna Rosen. Enjoy these heartfelt conversations having to do with creativity, transformation, and the divine. So excited to present my conversation today with Laura. You can find her on Instagram at Laura Crescent Moon. She is a local gal like me to the East Coast. She is in Baltimore, whereas I am right outside of Washington, D.C. So it's cool connecting with somebody local, more um, interesting people and creative people in this area. I love it. Um, We had a great conversation all about tarot and magic happening all around us. I loved her thoughts on the emperor being a warrior figure. Um, We had great talks about being vulnerable with your clients and being authentic and being your true self. Um, What a great, lovely spirit. And I'm so excited to share this conversation. Thank you guys for tuning back in. And if you enjoy this conversation, if you could please leave a rating and review, if you feel called to, that would really help the podcast be seen. And deep love for you guys. I hope you have a good eclipse weekend. I know shit's been real and shit's been intense. So hold on, connect back to your breath. Maybe kiss the ground, kiss the earth, get some grounding, um, and just try and enjoy, you know, ride the wave, right? That's what I'm trying to do. So without any further ado, here is my conversation with Lara. See you guys on the other side. Okay, so introduce yourself. Uh, hello, my name is Laura Moore, um, and I have a relationship to the tarot uh, since I was a teenager, and I've been doing it uh, professionally since 2008, and I'm also a massage therapist and an energy worker. Ooh, so you are living in Baltimore, right? Perfect. And you work at the Four Seasons there? I do, yes. Um, I was working there as a massage therapist and doing Reiki, and we have, um, I think there's kind of been a trend with um, the uh, kind of a fusion with having more intuitive sessions coming into the spa environment, and my there's a medium that comes three times a year named Cindy Tryon, and once my boss asked me why I wasn't coming to a work event, and I said I was reading tarot for an event, and she said, why don't you read tarot here? So. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. So you do massage, Reiki, and tarot there? Yes. Wow, that's such like a combination of everything cool. Yeah. uh, It's it's kind of, it's a weird space to be in sometimes because I have massage guests that I've seen for years and I don't want to be like, you know, I read tarot here because they might look at me like I'm a totally different person, but then some people might like to know that about me, so... Yeah, it's... You know, it's, 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 
interesting place to be in, you know? Mm-hmm. Just putting yourself out there. I feel the same way with my hair clients, that I have, like, existing hair clients that I don't want to be like, oh, I do tarot, or, like, let me, <laughs> like, what's your signs? Let me read your astrology chart. But, like, some of them are so into it, and I never would have known had I not, like, said something. So... You can make an amazing connection with people that you wouldn't have otherwise thought of. Totally. And it goes, like, so much deeper than you would in just, like, a normal, like, hairstyling thing or massage session. Like, you can go so much deeper. It's so cool. Yes. I actually now kind of, even though most of what I do with my working day is massage, my favorite part of my working day is tarot. So now kind of when I meet new people, I just say that I read tarot because that's my favorite thing to do. And I'm trying to call more of that energy into my life and just see how people react to it. Yeah, I love that. So like, what's the percentage of tarot that you get to do a day? Um, I probably don't do tarot every day right now. I probably do it um, like multiple times a month. So it's still Mm -hmm. getting built up. uh, Right, yeah. They advertise more heavily with hotel guests than just spa guests, so there's something in every hotel room that says that um, you can have your tarot cards read, which I think is cool. That's so Um, cool. Yeah. (laughs) And it's such, like, a swanky hotel, too. I know. Like, can you imagine if you were staying in a hotel and you saw that? (laughs) (laughs) I would be like, yes. (laughs) Immediately. shifting that they think that they're going to make more people excited with that possibility than offended yeah I mean that's Baltimore too Baltimore is just like ahead of its time in the cool department oh I think so too yeah yeah so tell me your signs tell everyone (laughs) (laughs) um I am sun and moon and leo scorpio rising and I'm so grateful for that scorpio rising that helps some water and intuition um, calming down all the fire. Yeah, so we're both Scorpio rising. It's a good one to be. I it think. is. Probably I think so. Tarot yeah, <laughs> true. I love Leos. Oh, cool. Oh my god, like the fieriness. I have a Leo midheaven, and oh, that's cool. really like all of the fire in my chart. Like there's none otherwise. Um, and I always felt I was so Leo, but like. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's just, like, wanting to be, I don't know, I'm a wannabe, but I just think they're so cool, like, leading with the heart and, like, just that heart-centered fire. I just love that. So, like, are you very creative? Like, how does it come out for you? I think it's interesting that you said heart-centered fire because I think of the hands as being an extension of the heart chakra, Mm, and so as, mm -hmm. like, somebody that does healing work with their hands, I feel like it really definitely comes through the hands for me, and um, I'm not, I'm not an artist in the way that I don't, I, I admire people that can, like, just see a vision and then make it and, like, have that kind of creativity. But I guess I'm more of like a craftsman, like a crafter. Like I like to make felt holiday crafts, and I like baking and like decorating um, sugar cookies really specifically. So not the typical um, artist, more of an artisan, I guess. I love that idea of the hands being an extension of the heart. That's such like a yogi thing, and yeah, it fits I, so perfectly with that sign. Yeah, I think so. Like especially because about like the heart chakra being the midpoint that's kind of where the arms come out you know 
yeah, I never thought about that. That's so cool. Um, so how did you get into Reiki? Um, I actually, I was gifted the book Hands of Light um, before I ever started massage therapy school, and that was when I was pretty young. That was in 2002. Um, the book Hands of Light by Barbara Ann Brennan. I don't know if you're familiar. Are you familiar with that? No, but I'm going to read oh, it. It's so good. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll send you a link. But um, so that's an energy work book that was written in the seventies, and um, it just felt like you know when you're at that experience where your consciousness is developing, and you're like, oh, this all feels true to me. Of course, our energetic body is as important as our physical body, or it's the same thing. And then um, a teacher at my massage school was a Reiki master, and so um, outside of our curriculum, he was doing Reiki training. And, um, yeah, so I was really lucky because I know there's some other massage schools and there's nothing wrong with this, but people take more of like a medical approach to it or like you want to, you want to add massage therapy to your physical therapy training or something like that, or it helps to be a better personal trainer. But for me, um, I went, I was just really lucky. I was in the right place at the time to go to a really woo-woo school that treated your body as energy, which was really helpful for my practice. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you could think you also were, like, drawn to that because it was more, like, what you needed. That's absolutely true. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what, how did you get into tarot? Um, I actually, I wish I still had this deck. I don't know where it is now, but um, I have probably seen a little bit of tarot the way anybody does. Um, you know, like in movies or TV, like the fortune teller, you know, something like Mm -hmm. that happening. And, um, then somehow, like I was going through a bookshelf in my mom's bedroom and I saw a deck of Smith Rider weight cards and I was like, what are these? And she said that she got them at a bookstore in college because, you know, in the seventies, like there'd always be that one person at the party that could read tarot cards and. Then she just kind of abandoned it. Um, she's a really scientific person. Her um, degrees are in, she has a bachelor's and a master's in scientific degrees. So she was, like, interested, and then it wasn't for her, and she put it on a shelf, like, and then it waited for me until I was, like, in middle school. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. They and were really for like, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, and I wish I still had it because that was, like, a Smith Rider, Rider Waite edition from the 70s. Like, I would love to see if it was different somehow. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where they are now. But, um, so then I, you know, I got, like, when Borders was still the bookstore, I got, like, an accompanying book and read, um, you know, did um, Celtic cross spreads for all my friends and things like that. <laughs> like, was, like, always looking for the two of cups or the lovers <laughs> the for the future. <laughs> I love that. I <laughs> think that's how easy it is. I like that your mind even went there. Mine was, like... I remember when I first started doing it, and I would just, like, freak myself out. Like, I would just be doing it, and I would have, like, one friend there. And, like, some. I remember, like, I lost my cell phone somewhere. Uh-huh. And I thought it was in this guy's car. And, like, he said he didn't have it. And then the Knight of Wands came up, and I was like, this looks exactly like him. And I was like, I know it's in his car. Like... Like, it just has to be. And it was totally telling me that he was lying. And it was, I remember all these, like, swords <laughs> cards coming up. And just, like, the feeling that I got, I was like, no, like, it's in there. And 
And then, like, maybe, like, two months later, he was like, oh, I found your phone in my car. Like, <laughs> and I was, I would just, like, freak myself out. Because I was like, how the fuck did I know that? Just by, like, looking at this card that, like, resembled him. It was just weird. <laughs> I don't know. And then I remember, like, doing a spread, and I got, like, all swords cards. And I was just like, oh, no, this is bad. And I just, like, threw them all away. And that would just, like, continually happen where I would just, like, freak myself out. Like, these little synchronicities that you would find in the patterns. And it would just, like, just like that, um, you would just feel it was real. And you could feel that you weren't alone. And I was like, shit, I'm not ready for this. Like, you just weren't alone. I totally had this experience and it was so chilling I was like in a relationship where you know when you're young and it just wasn't the best for me and I was like you know drinking too much and this and that and so I did a reading that like I you know the tower and swords and you know take better care of yourself strongly indicated and I remember going I think I didn't shuffle those (laughs) (laughs) and the devil was there and um so then I put everything back and then as I was shuffling again the seven of swords fell in my lap like a strong you're lying to yourself Uh uh-huh and then I laid them out again and every card that I quote-unquote didn't like was in the same place again oh that's so creepy like my whole body was ice cold yeah and you're like Like, fuck it's real And, but then once you, like, start leaning into it, you're like, this is really medicine. Like, it's good. Once you can, like, I feel like once you have the, I don't know what it is within yourself, like, the grounding within yourself to be able to, like, sit there and, like, take it in without it being overwhelming, I guess, because sometimes it can just feel like it's, like, too much. Right. But then, like, once you're, like, open to the idea and you've established a relationship, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, a relationship with whoever you're working with. Like, whether you think it's, like, spirit guides or, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's the same people, though. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter... Do you feel like it's different with each deck? Do you think it's, like, the same spirit? Or do you think it gives it, like, a little bit of a flavor... With, like, the different decks? I think the same guides are working with me every time I do a reading, but I do think different decks have their own personality. Like Yeah, maybe it's the different personality. It's, like, a different mask, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, different clothes they're wearing. Um, right, yeah. Uh, where was I going with that? I don't remember. But... <laughs> But, yeah, I feel like it's so cool once you're able to, like, start working with them. And especially when you start, when I started doing, like, a daily Celtic cross spread. And you would see, like, the future position. The next day it would be, like, the present position. And then it would be, like, the past the next day. Like, seeing that was fucking weird. And, like... I don't know, that would just, like, blow my mind. Like, oh, my God, it's, like, how does it know? <laughs> and, if you, and if you've done that, I don't know if you've had this experience, but I, when I was doing the Celtic Cross a lot, like, your present and future cards, you would see them move to the past. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, like the future would slowly move, like as the days went on. Mm hmm. Totally. And you're like, go ahead. Oh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I was just going to say that, like, I took statistics kind of as an older person, and it, like, actually, like, just really deepened my appreciation for tarot, because I was like, wait, what are the odds? Like, one out uh-huh. of 78 times, like, the placement of the odds of it being in that exact placement, like, it made tarot that much more amazing to me. Yeah, what were the odds? What are the odds with that? Like, if you were to sit down and do, which I never want to have to do with statistics again, but, like, if you were to sit down and do an equation for, like, a card ending up in that placement and then ending up in a, the same card coming back to you two days in a row, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and then being in a different placement, you know? Yeah, I wonder what it would be. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You'll have to tell us, because I... I'll, <laughs> I'll try it. I can't really remember what I learned, but I think I can try <laughs> All we know is that it's fucking magical. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting when you see, like, math and math and magic so intertwined. Mm-hmm. Like, thinking about, like, the Fibonacci sequence and flowers and how, like, I feel like some people are like, oh, I'm really scientific and logical so therefore I don't believe in spirituality and magic but I really feel like there's so much magic in nature and logic and science and like the two are totally not exclusive at all. I agree yeah. And I was reading this book about like I think it was about pagan paganism and the idea that there is really no like supernatural essence to it because all of the spirit is really in nature and it's it's like there is nothing to believe in that's like anything other than what's already here which is so cool yeah but (laughs) i think that's true too i think um yeah, I don't think that you have to suspend your belief in anything else to let that in. I think it's like a kind of like a sign of intelligence to be able to have a space for all of that. Yeah. And and to see the relation and see the correlation. So, are there any certain cards that you're working through right now? Uh, yes. Um, good question. Um, I don't know how long I've been doing year ahead spreads, but I would guess like probably like eight or nine years. And just the typical, like, of, like the circle with a card for every month and then one in the middle. And I feel like I almost always, um, I guess I've just been lucky, but I've gotten, like, kind of, like, a positive card for the middle. Like, I've gotten, like, the one year I got the world. Like, things were kind of coming to a conclusion. I've gotten the high priestess. Or I've gotten, like, a neutral to positive feeling, you know, to use that parlance. Like, every card is, you know, neutral. But um, in the past, but this year, I got the five of and I was like, burn. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> the tarot will tell you that they see you. going to be a lot of crying this year. <laughs> well, I think for me, it kind of means that, like, I, it really is time for, like, a major attitude adjustment. And, like, I haven't been doing gratitude journaling and things like could have been doing. Like, I have two, they're not babies anymore, but they're elementary school age kids. And, like, when your kids are younger, you just kind of get into a point where you're in survival mode and you kind of stop doing the spiritual self-care, or at least I did. I can't speak for everyone. 
And so I feel like now, I feel like it was time to be like, it's really time to get back on track and like not be in that three cups build. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. just doing your work, being in a bad mood sometimes kind of thing. And like, and I was like, oh, now I'm actually grateful that I, you know, got that. And then I also got, um, for a different year ahead spread, I got the five of cups with a totally different deck as the energy of what to be released. And I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So how, did you yeah. do one for this year? Uh, oh, for, um, well, that was for my card for this year. I did a couple different, like, year ahead spreads. For 2019? My, my card for the year is the Emperor. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, creating, that's- like, a new structure out of the two cups. That's a good way to look at it, yeah. And I was thinking, like, the Emperor is definitely not somebody to feel sorry for himself. <laughs> yeah. So what did you get for the last year, for 2018? Uh, last year, um, and my birthday's in August, so I still kind of have that energy happening for a while. But I got the world, which is really cool. I actually got 21. Oh, that's cool. Together. Yeah. And um, so I think I, and I can understand, like, where I am with, like, school and other areas of my life that I'm like ending a cycle on a high note and I can kind of see how the emperor energy transitions to ending a cycle on a high note and like feeling like you're like on your throne feeling. Mm-hmm. what are your soul cards um the high priestess and um the hermit which are both so lunar and it's funny because I'm a Leo so they definitely um yeah how do you relate to them do you feel like you're very like going internal and going within I think so I'm an only child and so that's kind of my default is to um is to just is research something on my own and figure out something on my own kind of an area every area of my life like I always go to the doctor with like if I think something's wrong with whatever I think is going on in my body like I always have a theory about it before I even make an appointment mm-hmm. I feel like I do and I do like to have a meditation practice so I I definitely I identify with both those cards pretty strongly and I definitely like um the hermit the image of the hermit like lighting the path with his own light you know oh yes I love that it's so beautiful (laughs) it's like take your own way here's the walk through the through the forest I know, I feel, I feel sad when other people see the hermit card and they're like, ugh, not that guy. No, I love the hermit. <laughs> oh, the hermit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. What um, are your um, soul card? What are your cards? My soul card is the emperor. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so who is the emperor ruled by? Aries? Yeah, so I don't really have any Aries, I would say. <laughs> so I think I'm trying to, like, learn how to relate to it. Um, I think I took this other quiz that said it was the death card also because I yeah. think it was, like, 13 and then you reduce that to 4, which makes sense. And I think I understand that more because it kind of feels like I like to build things up and then tear them down and then start again. Like, the continual cycle of, like, just building something. And then once it's built, like, starting again. Yeah. I can see that as, like, you with a Capricorn and Scorpio. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, totally. And, like, I don't... (laughs) It's 
hard to like sustain things for the long term for me. Um, so I'm really excited about next year with 2020 is going to be an emperor year. Yeah. So I'm like, something cool is going to happen. I don't know what it is, but hopefully something neat. Hopefully I'll build something cool. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it, like, really relates to the Capricorn in me. It's interesting with that, like, fire infused in it, though. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand, like, how Aries kind of ties in with it. Do you have any insight? Um, I think it's because the Emperor is often seen, like, still wearing his armor, so I think it has to do with, um, your battles have been fought and you've, like, the more ancient interpretation, um, like, your battles have been fought, but you're never, like, the Emperor energy is, like, are you fully at ease, like, do you, or is, like, something else going, are you gonna have to rise to another occasion, like, I think. I think the fact that he's wearing armor it has to do with, like, why he's associated with Aries. Mm, because I really, he's, a, yeah. he's a warrior king. It's not like he, um, he's not like a king of pentacles king, you know? He, like, got there through force. Mm, a warrior. I just wrote a poem about a warrior last night. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I have to relook at that. That's interesting. I never really thought about it in terms of, like, a warrior. But I always think of it like a mountain more than like a like male authority figure. Because mm-hmm. I just hate authority. <laughs> I just can't yes. take it. <laughs> I think that's part of my resistance too, is like be your own authority. I'm struggling with that too, but I also like the mountain and um, Lindsay Max interpretation of divine masculinity and like a redwood tree yeah. isn't worried uh-huh. about the redwood tree beside it because I definitely like all of my life I'm you know in situations wondering if I'm taking up too much space or if I'm you know like allowed to talk like not as much as when I was younger but um it's definitely something that's pretty hard to deprogram yeah so totally. I think that can be a really valuable lesson from the emperor is to just be on your throne yeah, you the know. self-worth thing. I'm going through my Saturn return. Oh. And it is in my second house. So all about, like, self-worth, and it's all in Capricorn. So I think it's about, like, what do I feel worthy to build, mm-hmm. I guess? Which kind of gives me those Emperor vibes, too. Mm-hmm. Um, when you add, like, the worth in there, that he's a king, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. But I like the idea of a warrior. It kind of reminds me of, like, a yogi, like, peaceful warrior. Like, warrior (laughs) too. I don't know. (laughs) I can relate to that more. Yeah. Or, like, how Tai Chi is, like, all deflective. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Totally. I like that. Um, So what was your January card? Um. Shoot, what's, can I, oh, no, I'm afraid to. Yeah, take a look. Um, wait, if I close, I'm afraid if I close this out. No, it'll stay up. Okay, one moment, please. Okay. I'm, um, bring it up. I got, like, I always go tarot crazy this time of year. Oh, it was two of swords, which I love for January. Ooh, that's a good one. I got four of swords. Oh, I, you know what's funny is I sometimes get the 
far confused. Yeah, the but, four and the two. Yeah, because I feel like they're both, um, like, sometimes when I'm explaining them to other people, especially if they both come up, I don't, if they both come up in a reading, I'm like, well, they're both about taking a space for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the four of swords is a little bit more about, like, deep self-care in terms of, like, rest and healing, and the two of swords is, like, usually relates, I think, to, like, a specific situation that you're being called to disengage from. Yeah, I feel like the four of swords is more of, like, your own mind racing, whereas the two of swords, it's coming from, like, somebody else's mind that's, like, trying to come into yours, but it's, like, putting up that boundary, like, like, I deflect it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember which Rachel Pollack book it was, but she said that she was teaching a workshop, and somebody had worked with swords, I don't know why, but they brought them in so everybody could feel the sensation of being the two of swords person and how difficult it is to hold two swords like that for any length of time. Oh my god, you must have to have like super core strength. Yeah. Too. Yeah, and like in your forearms, I feel like it's like burning my arms thinking about it. Yeah, totally. But I was so glad she wrote about that because it really makes me think of like what it really means to just take yourself away from a situation and wall yourself off what you're willing to do you know yeah I was thinking somebody had said I think it was on the what was it strange magic podcast um that was just started and they were talking about how if you're ever doing like any sort of spell or you want anything like you need to sacrifice something for it and I never really thought about that Like, what are you willing to give up for what you want? Like, even if it's just, like, changing a part of yourself or, um, like, reconciling something or just, like, it's the... I also think about it in yoga. Like, you need to create some sort of space. Right. Like, in this emptiness for something new that you want to come about. Um... Yeah, and especially coming right after the Ace of Swords, like, that idea of, like, protecting what you have, like, set this intention from, which is really beautiful. Yes, I I love, I mean, I love all the Aces, I love it when they come up, but, um, yeah, I think, like, the Two of Swords after the Ace of Swords is, like... So perfect. Yeah. I mean, they really knew what they were doing. Yeah, it was, like, protecting what's sacred. Mm-hmm. I almost feel that with, like, all of the swords. It's, like, you're, like, it's, like, a reminder in every card to, like, drop all of this, all of these swords that you don't need and come back to, like, your original intention. Mm-hmm. Which is neat, but. I have a really old deck. I think I can send you the picture. It's, um. The Two of Swords um, has the fable of the crane and the fox trying to get the grapes out of the jar on it. Because it's kind of like a reminder of, like, there's people in your life that you might not trust. Because the crane is, like, trying to, it's an Aesop's fable of, like, can you get your paw in here and get the grapes out? And his paw gets stuck, but the crane can get all the grapes out with his long, uh, long beak. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm, yeah, it's interesting. Like, what are people's intentions? And, like, who are you trusting? 
And are you, like, trusting other people, or are you, like, really connecting to a higher power Uh and getting your intentions from there? I think about that with, like, New Year's resolutions especially. Uh Like, is this really, like, coming through from your highest and best, or is it, like, an idea that you need to lose weight from society? Uh Yeah. Uh Uh, for sure, yeah. I think that's almost why, like, New Year's resolutions are a joke, because it's funny. <laughs> yeah. What's the thing that I, that my culture is saying that I shouldn't like about myself? Like, uh-huh. or I don't like, I shouldn't like how I look, this or that, and so I'm going to pretend to care until the second week of January, and then yep. I'm going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, how often do people say, like, I'm going to start treating people better, I'm starting with myself, like. Yeah. So, what's your favorite tarot card? My favorite tarot card? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good one. Um, I'm going to have to say Nine of Pentacles. Ooh, love her. I just love With her. her bird. <laughs> <laughs> just chilling in the garden. <laughs> I do. I just something about the pose and the look on her face and the energy around her. Um, and I don't really, astrologically, I don't have any earth in my chart very much at all and so you I think part of what we we incarnate to seek out what we're lacking and and I, I just love how complete and wholesome and whole she feels and I guess it does have the energy of nine and the um hermit is one of my cards so I feel like in a way she has like the hermit energy around her because she's like lighting her own path like with like you know what feels sacred and good to her all around her Ooh, that's beautiful yeah, yeah I just yeah she just makes me happy. I don't get that card super often, but whenever I do, I feel like, okay, great, doing something right, or I need to be getting back on track. I think one of my favorites is, it changes, like, all the time, but I think two of my favorites are the Knight of Wands and the King of Wands. I just feel like they're very, like, my muses. Like, whenever I get them, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to create something good. Like, I'm going to do a good poem, or I've got a good painting that's going to come out, or a good podcast. Like, I'm doing something right. Like, I'm leading with the heart. That's so true, because it's like, I don't really have any fire, but that's, like, what I'm aspiring to bring. So, like, whenever I see those pop up, I get so excited. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I always feel like, for some reason, the King of Wands is, like, kind of slippery to me. I feel like I know him, like, I don't know him as well as I know the other court cards, like. What's your favorite court card, or what do you think, like, is easiest for you, or what's, I don't know. I feel like, for me, the Queen's. And the knights are the easiest to talk about, and I feel like sometimes a message from a page is a little bit more confusing. Mm-hmm. And then I guess because the king of fire with the double fire, I sometimes like I have like a bias or something, but I'm like, is this a message about anger or passion or creativity? Like, what's what's he telling me right now? You know, mm. or is it all of those things? Like, is he telling me to? I never something? think about anger. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, like, never even crossed my mind. I think, well, I, just, I guess I feel, like, I feel like the double fire energy and authority is probably going to be, like, my own bias. I don't know if I've ever seen that word in any definition, but I'm always, like, that <laughs> much intensity. I guess it's, like, kind of like the emperor for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do look so. kind of similar. I think that the king of wands, the 
wife of the king. That's so funny because I don't think of him like that at all. Like, <laughs> like I think of him as like a cool like art buddy or like <laughs> like hey, this is my cool like Baltimore friend that's like going around with his lion. <laughs> Like, he's just taking a walk with his lion. He's going to, like, come. We're going to smoke some weed and draw something. Like, go on a vision class? Yeah, 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 totally. He is more of, like, a shaman feeling to me. I should invite that fiery energy in. The coolest? I probably have some issues with men and anger, and then I, like, see these parties and I have biases, and I'm like, I don't know about you. Yeah, I don't trust you. You're the crane. Yeah. The coolest time he came up for me was I pulled him in the morning and just as like my card of the day. And then we had, um, me and my husband had gone on a walk and we were just making chit chat. And he was like, oh, he, I think he was like pissed about something, but he was trying to like lighten up the mood. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, what was your tarot card of the day? And I was like, the Knight of Wands. And then, like, we just kind of left it at that. And then later on, we had decided to, like, buy a fire pit. Mm-hmm. And we went and we bought a fire pit. And then that night, we, like, we made this fire in our backyard. And then I totally thought about it then. And I was like, oh, my God, the Knight of Wands is here. Like, this is insane. Like, it's That's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just so cool. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, yeah. w- way to show up, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was just so neat that he, like, reflected on it, too. Like, because he never really had showed any interest in it. And then, I don't know, it was something that, like, involved both of us also. Like, we had both chosen to, like, go and, I don't know. It just felt like it was this big, like, communal tribal energy. He yeah. ve- He feels very tribal to me. Yes. Like, community, you're, you're not only, like, creating something for yourself, but you're creating it for your tribe. Like, whoever's yeah. in your community. Um, yeah, because he's, like, a leader, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like, yeah, you, like, with, like, the energy of being on the force, it does kind of have, like, a rounding people up or, like, a herding, gathering energy. No, like, the king. Oh, the king, I'm the sorry. The king, mm-hmm. Yeah, so the king is true, like, yeah, I guess I should think about leadership, not authority, and, like, you know, maybe come to terms with him. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm really pushing him. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, what else? What do you, what do you like to do in your free time? Um, let's see. That's a good question. Um, well, I'm in school right now for nursing, so that's taking up a lot of my free time. I, um, uh, right now I'm doing a course in miracles, which um, is interesting for me. I don't know if you've ever done it or know anyone who's done it, but I've heard about how it can deepen your intuition and help, you know, erase old thought patterns. And so I thought I would give it a try. And, um, so far it's going well. And then I also do yoga and, um, you know, and I have two kids, so, like, you know, just, like, making crafts with them and, like, watching them be weird takes up a lot of my time. I love that. So, how old are your kids? Um, they're nine and seven. My Well, my daughter's going to be seven this month. She's 
What's his? What's his sign? He's a <laughs> he's a Sagittarius with a moon in Aries and a Taurus rising. So he's like fire, and he's like as stubborn as fire can be. <laughs> oh, that's intense. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. He's and like um, the fact, the way that Sagittarius is the philosopher sign and like has to do with like justice and right and wrong, like. And um, he's also autistic, so he has a different way of, like, talking to adults, which is fine with me, but can be a problem other times. Like, if something doesn't feel right, he just won't do it. It's kind of crazy. Like, I don't remember. I, I just didn't act like that when I was a kid because we're different people. But, yeah, um, he just has this, like, when they talk about, like, fire signs and astrology, having, like, an inner nobility, and he's very fiery. And he's, like, if something, like, feels wrong or strange, he's, he just won't do it. <laughs> I love that. What a good intuition. Yeah. If, something, or if he doesn't like an adult, he won't be disrespectful, but he won't look at them or he won't talk to them. And um, so that can be a problem. Like, he likes most people, but, yeah, it can get intense sometimes. He actually um, was diagnosed as an autistic person um, later than a lot of kids are because he's, like, pretty verbal and talkative, and it's kind of, it's not true that autistic people are always nonverbal, and that can, like, interfere with people getting, um, you know, services and help that they need sometimes, and he, um, like, anytime we would, like, talk about him, like, having challenges at school, his pediatrician was like, this, this kid doesn't seem like he's having any problems to me. And I actually, I have a spiritualist from my hometown that um, I communicate with pretty regularly now. And so I emailed her and was like, he's eloping out of class. He's having these tantrums that don't really make sense with his age. And I wasn't really talking about his behavior that much. That's pretty much all I said. And then I was like, so I'm trying to figure out if I need to quit my job, if I need to homeschool him. I was basically coming to her with like what I need to do with this situation. Like I wasn't really asking her about what I, what is going on with him. I was just, like, talking to her about myself and how to move forward. And she emailed me back, and she was like, he's autistic. You need a second diagnosis. Wow. Yeah, and so I took him to Kennedy Krieger in Baltimore, and they were like, oh, yeah, he has high-functioning autism. A lot of kids like this don't get diagnosed as early because um, not all the behaviors fit with the perception that we have of autism. So Yeah, it's such a spectrum. Yeah. So when in doubt, get your tarot cards read or get your tarot <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow I mean to think if you didn't yeah had you not done that then though like you might have like who knows how long it would have gone like a hole that he didn't fit in and to try and figure out what I was doing wrong and we were both just like everybody in the house was going crazy and um like not long after that like like, we got his diagnosis, and I started realizing I needed to be his advocate and not his adversary, not always being like, why are you acting like this? Why did this happen? And always trying to figure out the root of why something happened and, like, how to make him feel comfortable and safe in any situation. And, like, not long after that, he told me that I was, like, a mountain goat because they sleep on the edge of a cliff to keep their baby safe. Oh, my <laughs> God. I love that. <laughs> Wow, what a beautiful way tarot showed up for you. 
yeah, it really did. Like, I don't know how much longer it would have taken. Um, and, yeah, it was really cool. That's, like, truly, like, how you know it just totally has your back. And it's, like, yeah. totally for the better of everyone's lives. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Oh, that makes me so happy. So oh, are yeah. are your kids into anything, like, tarot or anything like that? Are you trying to keep them? I definitely don't keep anything a secret. And um, I'll talk to them about their astrology a little bit. Um, Like, I I saw, like, a Capricorn meme the other day, and I was showing it to my husband, and they were like, what are we talking about? And I was like, (laughs) talking about how you're always right, Lola. (laughs) And, um, like, we have crystals in the house, and, like, if we go to a store that has them, I'll just let them pick out one that they, like, you know, feel like they resonate with something, like... I, yeah, I want them to, like, come to their own interests, but also not keep, like, not keep any of my stuff a secret from them, you know, like, kind of have that balance. Yeah, I love um, that. I, yeah, like, I've definitely, like, have some decks of tarot cards that I've accumulated that I don't really resonate with, so, like, once they get to a point where I think they won't mess them up, I'm ready for them to just, like, take them and, you know, play with them and experiment. That's so fun. What's your, what signs are your husband's? Um, he is, a um, Gemini with a moon and Libra Capricorn rising. Ooh, my husband's a Gemini sun and Capricorn rising. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're intense. Yeah. <laughs> very like, smart, though. Very emotional. He can really take the emotion out of a conversation. Yes, totally. <laughs> my husband also has a Capricorn moon, too, so oh, it's, wow. like, even more. It's like, oh, like, handshake, thank you. <laughs> But super intelligent. Yeah. Like, oh my god, that Gemini, like, being able to, like, research things and so witty. I'm sure he's really yeah. funny, too. Yeah, that's, I think maybe as a Leo, it's really important to me to be entertained in a relationship. <laughs> so I really value intelligence. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> totally. Cool. Yeah. How'd you guys meet? Um, we met, we're, um, he's from Maryland, but he went to college in North Carolina, and we met at a punk show in, like, 2002 when I was going to massage school. Oh, that's and so then, cool. Um, yeah, because um, the band Lightning Bolt and, um, who else was it? I can't remember. It was Lightning Bolt was who I was there to see. They're from the West Coast. I don't even know if they're still together. And then, um. And that was in Chapel Hill. We were from a town called, I was from a town called Greensboro. That's where he went to college. And then um, we were friends first. And then we got together in 2005. And we've been married for 12 years. Aw, that's sweet. Yeah. So did you move here with him? Yes. Yeah, we've been here. We've been in Maryland about, uh, we've been in Maryland uh, since 2013. Yeah, so, how long is that? Yeah, six years. It's been a while. I love Maryland. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? I'm from here. I'm a local. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, I grew up in Germantown, and then I met my husband, and he grew up, we just bought the house that he grew up in. 
So he is like Capricorn, true and true. <laughs> With that Capricorn moon, like his roots are deep and we just are never going anywhere, which is fine. Like, I love it. I love that sense of, like, being home and, like, really having a home and, like, knowing, like, all my family's around here. And I think I used to really want to, like, go and explore and I was really called to move. Like, I really wanted to move out to Colorado when everything was, like, illegal here with cannabis and um, that was a big thing. But then once they legalized it here, I was like, this is fine. I can live here. (laughs) So (laughs) it's coming along. We're getting more progressive slowly but surely. Yeah. Which is cool. But Yeah. yeah, I love it. It's, like, so many trees here and there's, like, great parks and we have D.C. and Baltimore is really arty and yeah so yeah it's true it's it's great how much stuff you can do in a short amount of time yeah totally I just went to the renaissance fair have you ever went to that no I always say that I want to go I didn't realize it was still happening or no it's not happening now it wasn't recent but like (laughs) but in in the fall it was super fun you should go it's in Maryland and I didn't know like people come from like all over the place to come to it it's super yeah, fun. A really big deal, is from what I understand. It is. I had never gone, and I just went, and it was like crazy. I wore this crazy dress, and it was super fun. I felt like I was like back in the old days. <laughs> and I brought this like w- black wax candle and was like <laughs> bringing it around like Shakespeare. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, it was silly. But yeah. So, is there anything else you want to tell everyone? Oh, um, I had this really cool tarot experience recently. Um, just one more tarot magic story. Yeah. I'm probably done. Um, so I got, so I have a Morgan Greer deck that I, that I usually use for work, so I keep it in my bag, and the other day my dog was, like, rooting through my bag looking for a snack or something and, like, spilled my cards everywhere. And my daughter was, like, ah! and, like, freaked out and, like, picked them all up for me and put them back in my purse. It was, like, really sweet and helpful. Or no, she put them on a shelf, excuse me. So they were on a shelf, not back in my purse. And so then I had a new deck. I got the Amber uh, Debbie Wolf She-Wolf deck, and I was, like, interviewing it and spending time with it. And then I was, like, what energy do I need to keep into – am I? what energy do I need to bring into my life today – and it said temperance, and I was like, I can definitely do that. I always need to be bringing that with me, especially when I go to work. And um, so then I got to work, and the one card that did fall out of my purse was tip. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so um, I was interviewing my She-Wolf deck, and I asked what energy I should bring with me. Um, into my day, and it said temperance, which is good. Always something one should bring with them to work, especially me. And um, so then I got to work, and I opened up my purse, and my um, temperance card from my Morgan Greer deck was still in my purse. So it was the only one that hadn't fallen out, and it had, like, hitched along, and oh, it was like they were smiling at me. I love that. What do you think about temperance? I love it. Um, I definitely, I actually got that card a lot when I first started dating my husband because I think it does, it can 
um, talk about relationships because it has mm. to do with like healing yourself before you can be with a partner because I think it has to do with like a partnership with spirit and a partnership with yourself and it, um, I feel like it has a different tone than the lover's card but I think um, it, to me it has like a little bit of that same kind of duality like loving yourself and healing yourself before you can fully commit to being anything doing anything else external Mm. And so when people are, you know, when people do want to, in professional situations, like, ask for, like, romance questions, I always feel like the temperance card is, like, something that's not necessarily a bad thing to see. Um, and I like it. I feel like it's always, sometimes it can feel like a little bit of an admonishment if I know that I'm not taking care of myself or if I'm not in alignment. And then other times it's, like, kind of uplifting. So it's, like, healing energy is coming soon or you're going to start bringing that in on your own. I like the mm-hmm. I like that the healing energy is associated with fire with the red triangle. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? Temperance was my card or my I guess my card of the year last year. Uh-huh. And I feel like it was a lot about like combining all of the different parts of myself that I wanted to keep kind of compartmentalized and then like bringing them together to form this bigger thing um and I think I kind of expected it to be kinder I would say but it it's not kind (laughs) I feel like you need to like burn in that fire in order for the transformation to happen and later I mean, hopefully, I guess I'm, I feel like I'm, like, still going through it, because as, you know, as Lindsay Mack says, it's, like, the thing that takes time, that, like, root of it, the tempor, um, or to temper, that, like, idea that it, like, takes a long time, and it's not this quick thing, and I think it can be really painful to, like, sit there in a fire, and, like, wait. And, like, really work on yourself. And it's, I think it's a really hard card for me. Mm. I can see that, yeah. I think it's hard to know uh, what to do with it sometimes. And I can see what you mean about, like, like sitting with discomfort. Mm-hmm. Sometimes therapy does that, you know? Yeah, it feels very vulnerable. Yeah. But I think it's for the best, right? With all with all the cards. I'm sorry, what was that? I said I think it's for the best, I guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But this year my cards are the devil, which is so perfect with my Saturn return and yes. Capricorn. Um, and then also the lovers because fifteen reduces down to six. Um, and I've been thinking about the idea that you have the lovers in the devil card also. Yes. So, I don't know. What are your ideas about, like, the connections between those two? It's definitely really interesting. Um, and I think, um, I used to think, like, the most basic thing was, like, the lovers is a healthy relationship and the devil is an unhealthy relationship. And I've, you know, come a long way since then, hopefully. But um, <laughs> I, definitely think, I definitely think that, um, you know, you kind of have to dance with the devil and embrace your shadow side in order to have, like, the most profound self-love. Mm. And um, 
balance of both of those things. You definitely can't have one without the other. Yeah. It seems like it's, well, that idea of, like, the sword, too. Like, the two edges making up one thing. It's, like, this light and dark, and it's, like, nothing's good or bad. Uh I guess I'm starting to learn that, too. But also, it's interesting coming after temperance, where, like, I used to think, like, why wouldn't we go through the devil first and, like, Uh get it out of the way and then be able to expand? But this idea of, like, our brain shaming us for expanding and then being able to, like, work through that, I find really interesting. So, like, it's like a continuation of the temperance, which I feel like just, like, is another reason why it's so uncomfortable. But I guess that's why it, like, comes along a little bit later in the deck, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um confusing um I definitely do think I the numerology of the um of temperance being five I think makes sense though because of like the need for change because five is kind of the uncomfortable number like the spokes on the wheel because you have to like be doing something that has to be like an active yeah it feels very active Mm -hmm. and um and then numerologically, I definitely think the devil and the lovers are supposed to be sitting together. Mm-hmm. Um, and also for the most profound relationships, you know, when you're talking about partnerships, you have to love your shadow side and you have to accept your partner's shadow side as well. Yeah, totally. I think it's so funny when people, um, like, get mad at their partner for having like flaws I don't know like what do you expect (laughs) like we're all human (laughs) yeah like we've all got them yeah uh yeah that was fun thank you so much for chatting thank you I really appreciate it yeah tell everyone where they can find you I will thank you so much yeah are you on Instagram or anything I am my Instagram is uh, my name is Laura, um, spelled L-A-R-A, and it's Laura Crescent Moon. Okay, perfect. um, Sometimes I do tarot stuff, and sometimes I just do family stuff, but you're welcome to check everything out. And um, I used to blog about astrology, and my astrology blog is sisterlaura.blogspot.com. Perfect. And then if anybody's local in Baltimore, they can come see you at the Four Seasons. Yes. Yay! I love that. Cool. Well, thank, <laughs> thank you, you so Anna. much. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you, Anna. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Blind Love Radio. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. Give Lara some love at Lara Crescent Moon. Visit her in person at the Four Seasons in Baltimore if you're a local. And have a fantastic rest of your week. Be gentle with yourselves. There is also still time to sign up for my Ace of Swords tarot and yoga class that I'm hosting at Thrive in Rockville, Maryland this Saturday 
the 19th of January from 5 to 6.30 p.m. So if you're local and you're into yoga and tarot, which I think you may be if you're listening to this podcast, then come join me and we'll make some magic together. So thank you guys so much again and have a fabulous rest of your day.